welcome to the Well Well Podcast. We are your hosts, Kelly Steckler and Bailey Amber. We are here to expand the conversation around spirituality, self-development, and holistic healing through weekly conversations with each other and some of the most compelling leaders in the industry. It is our intention to bridge the gap between the depths of spirituality and those who are looking to dive a little bit deeper within themselves. May this journey together guide you further into trusting your own inner compass as the guiding light. Tune in every Tuesday morning for your weekly dose of insight, inspiration, and inquiry into the deeper aspects of yourself and the greater world around you. Our healing journey is not meant to be walked alone. So if you're ready, let's go ahead and dive in. We're in such a good mood today. Today just feels great. Today feels amazing. Bailey's relighting her candle. She's getting the scene set. Happy mm-hmm. New Year, everybody. Let's all take a deep breath together, inhaling and exhaling. Exhaling, letting go of everything that has come before us. As we step into 2022, I just want to kick us off today's episode with an intention for our time together. And since this is New Year's, I feel like what better way to kick off our episode than with just taking a moment to appreciate all that this past year was for us individually as a collective, just taking a moment to really feel into all that it entailed. (sighs) And taking a moment of gratitude for all of the challenges that this year brought and all of the ways that these challenges helped shape us and helped us grow and transform into who we are showing up as today, walking into this new year. And of course, feeling grateful for all of the joy and all of the connections that came from this year, but just taking a moment to really feel into the fullness of all of it. And as we step into this episode today, I just want to remind us that all of it brought us to where we are now. And it's all divine, even the moments of discomfort and those kind of sticky in-between moments. For me, there was a lot of that in 2021. And so just taking a moment to kind of like wrap our arms around it, like we're just giving it a big hug and just kind of dropping our awareness down into our heart space and just kind of softening into all that's come before us, just letting it soften into love and forgiveness and peace. And so as we kick off today's episode, how can we step into this next year with more peace in our hearts, allowing all that's meant for us to just come without getting in our own way? 
And I invite you all to take one quick moment to set an intention in your own heart as for what you'd like to receive out of today's episode, whether that's clarity, connectedness, peace, whatever it might be, just taking a moment to set that intention and let it fill your heart. And then let's go ahead and breathe that in, closing out our intention, filling that intention with gold right into our heart space, breathing it in, inhaling and exhaling with a sigh. All right. Happy New Year, Kelly. Happy New Year, Bailey. <laughs> Here we go. Uh I didn't realize I was waiting for this day for so long. I totally feel you on that. It's crazy how different it feels. You know, we were just talking before we hopped on the podcast and Kelly's like, wow, this is the first sunny day in London in months. And it's yeah. just like, wow, it sounds like this is really a total restart. Yes. Like complete renewal almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like a shedding of like, you know, when like a, sh- a snake sheds its skin mm-hmm. and it comes in brand new and just ready. That's how I felt. Like I didn't even realize how much I was holding on to in 2021 until today. Like, I don't know, just today, like I physiologically felt so much lighter. Wow. Yeah. That- yeah. Snake shedding analogy is just so alive in me right now. Like, yeah, that's so powerful. It's really what it is that we do, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And like, we actually, I mean, I feel like we shed our skin, but like, it's not as, it's not as nice to envision. (laughs) Like, I feel like with a snake shedding its skin, you're like, yes, I understand. (laughs) Totally. It's beautiful. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I don't know, for today's episode, I'd really love to dive into just 2022 and like what we both are heading into the year with from an intention standpoint, what we might be leaving behind, and anything else that's on your your heart that you want to share. I don't know, this has just been the first really really good day that I've had in a very long time Mm. and I was even talking to my fiance Max a couple hours ago and I was like today feels like such a good day that it almost made me panic for a second because it felt too good to be true Wow! and it almost felt like I had to worry about something Mm -hmm. and I just had to check myself and I was like no today's a good day it is okay. Ugh. So. Wow. There's so much in that. And I feel like that's such a common thing that we experience Mm -hmm. is like, you know, how can we allow ourselves to receive the good? How can we expect the good? How can we, you know, allow things to just be easy? I feel like that's a really big thing. Yes. Yes, 100%. I have been trying to live with the intention of let it be easy. Mm. And it's really hard. Yeah. It's really, 
it's it's one of those things that like they say you know it's it's so simple but it's not easy to execute right totally it's definitely a practice um I think especially if you grew up in a chaotic environment to any level like for me I had Mm -hmm. five siblings and there was a lot Mm -hmm. happening a lot going on and so you know I think that they say you know that we just try to recreate our atmospheres and environments that we grew up in and so it's a fascinating thing really not to take us too far off topic but even when we're like looking for love and being open to relationships and stuff like that I think that it's really common to want kind of that like mm, that that feeling that's like so compelling and intoxicating and then when a love comes that's like easy and harmonious our whole system is like wait what this isn't right yeah this isn't isn't right this isn't isn't chaotic it's not Mm -hmm. toxic Mm -hmm. it yeah it like it almost it's it's one of those things where it doesn't feel safe like toxic things even though they feel they are unhealthy they feel safe to some people if that's what you grew up with so I totally resonate with that and I think coming off the heels of 2021 where there was just a lot of hard shit that happened in the year I think I had become accustomed to yeah like being almost like expecting chaos at every turn Mm -hmm. and so when today I had the most peaceful, aligned, centered day, it felt really jolting. And it had to, t- like, it took me a moment to, like, be like, no, that's okay. Like, it is okay to have a good day. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's a wild, a wild feeling. So that's how I'm feeling today. I'm feeling so just grounded and rejuvenated and really hopeful for this year. And I'm curious, like, how you're feeling coming into this year, how the new year, how New Year's Eve was for you. Yeah, gosh. It definitely feels like the mark of something new that I've never experienced before. And also, I just want to take a moment to celebrate your good day. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What a blessing. Um, Truly. Truly. But yeah, it it's interesting, you know, I've spent New Year's in so many different ways and it's a really interesting thing how we spend that moment where we're calling in, you know, it's like we're walking into a new door of total unknown of so many possibilities and opportunities that are to come this year. And we just, we really have no idea what's going to happen this year. Like, especially after the last two years, like I feel like anything and everything is possible Um, on both ends of the spectrum. And I, in the past, you know, I've, I've had a variety of different New Year's Eves. One year I spent it with my past partner kind of creating a ceremony, like a really beautiful space, have leading people through, um, closing out their last year, doing a fire ritual, doing all kinds of like ceremonial practices. I've spent it like dance floor makeouts, you know, just like going crazy, calling in the new year in that that way. And I've spent it in some like really sweet and intimate ways, but I had never spent New Year's Eve alone. 
and last night I spent New Year's Eve alone and it was awesome. It was, it felt so important. Um, I'm just like deep in a process of clearing out anything and everything in my home and in my storage space that just doesn't serve me. It had all gotten really kind of like disorganized and it was just time to clear out every single item, reorganize and set myself up for this next year. This next year feels like mm -hmm. a big year of like preparation. Um, yeah, walking into my thirties, like, okay, I got to lay, yeah. lay the groundwork for some really big things. And I think one aspect of that is this, us showing up to this podcast in this really beautiful way and so many other kind of like creative opportunities that I just kind of had to get my ducks in a row and commit myself to my own creative practice of organizing my resources so that then it excites me to walk into my space and create from there. I love that so much. And it's also too like so representative of when your home life feels disorganized or chaotic or even you yourself feel disorganized or chaotic. Like that is just what you're carrying around with you. Like I can physically feel it for myself when things at home feel a little bit messy, whether, you know, figurative, figuratively or literally, it's like I can feel myself operating and coming off with that same, like, that same, like, chaos energy, I would totally. say. Totally. Our house yeah. is so representative of our soul. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, genuinely, that is how I feel about a home. And my house has been pretty put together. It stays decently in a kept-up place, but this storage space had really gotten a little messy. And that, to me, is so symbolic of, like, okay gotta get in there and like clean out the cobwebs of anything that is hiding like in the subconscious mm -hmm. or anything in the past that just needs to be sifted through check in see if it's still a priority and release it if not and just like wow it's so powerful to do that deep cleaning work in our minds in our psyche in our emotions and like coming to the close of this year too it has me wanting to do that in my relationship spaces too like are there any things unsaid are there any loops open or like different ties or connections that kind of need to be reassessed or come to a close or kind of like yeah. rewrite some agreements around different um relationships and that could be relationships to other people or relationships to different things that I'm showing up for in life just all the things I just feel like this is a time for reassessing, reorganizing, and creating something new, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like that's representative of what you're coming into the new year with? Like, does that feel like your intention that you're heading into 2022 with? Yeah. You know, it's like, I think the main thing I'm heading into 2022 with is a calm nervous system and, <laughs> and some, we'll take some of that, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And some stability and structure and like allowing things to be easy and kind of slowing down a little bit. Like 2021 for me was sort of disjointed. It was kind of like, Oh, like, like, uh, 
just kind of like coming up against some edgy corners and Mm -hmm. a lot of like push pull kind of learning that it felt like learning through um like sharper edges and kind of more challenging corners and I think 2022 is going to be totally different and it just feels like a year of foundation you know like even if we think about 2022 like that is a solid foundation those like numerically that feels Mm -hmm. like so clear and solid to me that feels so nice yeah what about you tell me what are you feeling as we step into this new transition closing out the year yeah oh gosh so I am typically the type of person that I love my new year's resolutions and goals and what have you. And I definitely have tried to like shift that mindset towards intention. Um, but I am the type of person that wants to take everything on. I want to try every single new thing. And while I think it's so important for my process because it helps me find ultimately what I'm passionate about or like what works for me, I definitely want to head into the year. I think similar to what you mentioned of just groundedness truly like I have felt so much change over 2020 and 2021 I think like most people um of like changing of expectations um changing in my job changing in the city that I've lived um just so much change and I don't think that I did a great job of being grounded through it all I definitely felt like I was floating not even floating I was like flying every which way (laughs) and just not operating from a centered place. Um, so for me, I think being more grounded and with that, when I actually dial in like what grounded means to me, it's being more organized with my life. It's being more, um, spiritual. I really want to tap more into like my spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. It's setting higher priorities for certain things that do take a higher priority at this point in time. Um, and I think just that anchoring me a little bit more. So that's like a very big focus for me this year, especially because I do have a lot of big goals for this year. Um, and so that's really the intention that I'm heading in with. Mm, So beautiful. And I feel you on that so deeply. That's exactly where I'm at too, is like needing to, create like a grounded sense of foundation and organization mm-hmm. to be able to propel ourselves into where we're going. Cause it's big baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like, I know, and I didn't know this either, but you're turning 30 in 2022. Yes. What about you? I'm also, I'm also turning 30 oh, oh, in 2022. Boy. How's your but Saturn return going girl? Oh, Cause girl. wow. I'm crying every other day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a journey right. but I feel like when you, yeah we'll save it for another episode but like when you mentioned wanting to gear up for a new chapter or like of being in your 30s I have felt that so much like I'm turning 30 in September of this year and I don't really feel anxious about it like I know a lot of people feel a sense of anxiety when they feel 30 approaching I don't necessarily feel anxious about it, but I feel a sense of like, 
I am heading into this new chapter. Like what are things that I now want to take responsibility for in my life? Cause I think that there's a lot that I have not taken responsibility for. Mm. And like that comes down to like touching into my spiritual practices, which I know help ground me, like being, um, more in tune with my body, like all of these things that I'm like, I am turning 30 this year. Like it is now time to take some responsibility. Wow. I love that that statement. It feels so humbling and like summons me to the next version of myself. Like what do I need to take responsibility for in my life Yeah, to show up and be the person that I say I want to be, you know? It's a hard question to ask yourself. It totally is. I'm so curious. I'm totally going to put you on the spot. Put me on the spot. But (laughs) if you were to think of like one thing that you would need to take responsibility for this year or even before you turn 30, like whatever, like what is one thing that you want to claim and own and yeah, figure out? It is so clear for me that it is having my finances feel Mm. so organized and managed and set up for success because I... I recognize that if (laughs) this statement gets me, if you can't manage a thousand dollars, you can't manage $10,000. If you can't manage a thousand dollars, you can't manage a million dollars. And so Mm. it's like, wow, need to get so clear on just the practice of managing money and taking care of all that I already have. Because I think that was symbolic too of this process of like cleaning out my shed is like, wow, I have so much cool stuff and what a disservice and actually how disrespectful it is really for me to not be fully taking care of and appreciating all that I have. How can I ask life for more if I'm not fully honoring all that I have? So God, I feel that. (laughs) I feel that so much. This is (laughs) reckoning this so far, isn't it? (laughs) very humbling but no I appreciate you being honest about that because I think finances are so so tricky and like just a lot of conditioning around finances and I also think too like when you actually say I want to take responsibility for x you are I think making a clear message to yourself that like you're willing to look at the light and the dark of it like you're willing to look in the shadows of like the deep dark shit that is tied to finances which is really scary sometimes and I think that's why taking responsibility for things is so hard yeah you know totally you have to unpack it absolutely and also I want to like create the space for the possibility of a reframe in that like how can we create a whole new narrative around it how can we make finances fun how can we make budgeting actually feel so free like we are creating the container to actually create financial freedom wherever we're at right now in this moment because one thing I've been learning as I've been on this like journey of understanding all my shit in relationship to finances is that Mm -hmm. it feels like financial freedom is a feeling and it's a feeling that we can create regardless of if we have debt or if we're experiencing our dream income right now, or if we're working our way up to it, like financial freedom is something that I believe 
we can cultivate just by being conscious around our money and knowing how much we have to spend and knowing how much we are spending. And so I want to create the narrative of letting it be fun to learn how to manage the resources because in my programming, that was absolutely not the case. Like within those deep, dark cobwebs of me looking at my relationship to money. um, Yeah, it wasn't fun, but yeah. (laughs) I think that's such a great suggestion though, is that like you do get to choose the story that you have around said topic. Totally, totally, totally. We can look at all of our old stories and then decide, okay, what's the new one? What's the new one right. that we want to create in this moment? Yes. Um, what about 100%. you? What's, what's, what comes to mind Ooh. for you? I would definitely say I want to take more responsibility for my own happiness and joy that I feel. And that feels so vague and broad. But I realized and have realized that I have felt like 2020 and 2021, I felt like so much was robbed and taken from me in so many ways of the pandemic and COVID and um, just a lot of challenges throughout the past couple of years. And I think that uh, to a certain degree, like if I had a different perspective, like I wouldn't have felt that way, Mm, you know, girl, like I, yes, like I, I am very quick to be like, my life is turned upside down right now because I like back in 2020, for instance, I didn't know this, but we, Max and I had a trip planned to, um, to, uh, Spain and Amsterdam and he was planning to propose and it got canceled because of COVID. And I remember when, when he ended up proposing a few months later, I remember thinking back and being like, God, I'm so mad that we didn't have that moment to experience in Amsterdam where he was going to propose in the tulip fields and I felt robbed of that experience and like and this type of narrative kept happening of like my current situation at any moment in time felt totally robbed because of xyz like over this past summer in 2021 I was waiting for my visa to come through to go to London and I was just like so stressed every single day for probably two months straight that like I could not be present in any capacity. And I just don't, I don't want to be like that anymore. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to have myself totally like my mind being somewhere else because I'm so preoccupied with what's going wrong or what's not happening for me or what should be happening and know that there's so much that's in my control of like how I see my, what's happening in my world and how I can respond to it. And so that's what I really want to take responsibility for because I don't, I don't want to be that way. I don't, it, I think it gets to a point where like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I have gotten to a point where there are certain things about myself that I've done for so long that I know aren't serving me, but I keep doing them. And it gets to a point where I'm so exhausted by myself doing it that I'm like so tired of the same story that like, the past few weeks, I'm like, okay, Kel, like, yes, things were hard and it's okay for things to feel hard, but like, we need to shift our perspective on how we view these things. And I was like, I'm just exhausted by like being a victim in this sense. You know, I was like, it's time to change the story. So 
I just got exhausted with myself and I'm like, it's time for a change. We're not doing this anymore. So that's, that's what I'm really trying to focus on. Oh my God, girl. Wow. Yeah. That is powerful. I'm over here. Like <laughs> if y'all could see me, I'm like, have chills. I'm like almost in tears. <laughs> like, yes, you go girl. Like cheering you on. That's so powerful. Yeah. I think that shift is just everything. Um, one of my last previous partners would call it the shift from like victim consciousness to creator consciousness. And it's so powerful and humbling because in that moment we take responsibility for all of our shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think like what you said, all of it was just so powerfully honest. You're just being so radically honest with yourself about, yeah recognizing that you have the capacity to choose. And while it might feel humbling at first, how empowering it is after that to recognize like, okay, and I can shift that. I feel like that's the first step, right? Because it's like, okay, the only thing I'm in control of is me choosing how I respond to this or how I see this situation. And choosing to shift that is because then we see it as in our control and then and then we can change it because otherwise if it's something outside of us that's in control of this thing then we don't have the power to change it we're totally disempowered and so then when we recognize like oh right okay I'm creating this stress or I'm creating this anxiety or I'm creating this unhappiness regardless of the external circumstances like yes there are a lot of weird things going on in the outside world right now that like Mm -hmm. really kind of suck. And I'm here to hold space for my human self that is like totally bummed and is really grieving. And like these feelings are real and how can I allow myself to feel these feelings and okay, got it. Right. I am coming from an empowered state of being able to choose how I show up and respond and how do I want to show up? Yeah. No, and to- I, that's such a good point because both things can coexist. Like you, you know, I want to get to a space where I'm grieving for certain things that maybe I had anticipated would happen that didn't, but then also making the choice, like you mentioned, to decide how I want to move forward. Because in the past, I would just hold on to that grief and make it my story for like the next three months. And I would just miss out on so much over those next three months. And I also feel too, like it's become so commonplace in society, especially right now where it's just a shit show um, or the past few years were that, you know, anytime you would talk about COVID, like it would just be, it would just feel negative or like asking maybe how work is going and people complaining about work and like, I definitely fed into that sometimes and I've just decided I'm like if someone asks me how my job is going or someone asks me how like how I'm how Christmas was that I had to you know that I spent it in London and wasn't able to go home and see family and instead of being upset about it like how can I just shift the narrative like and I guess like you said like both things can coexist like I can be sad but also have gratitude for a lot as well um And so I want to be that person that's making that change because, yeah, I'm just 
like I said, I'm tired. I'm tired of, of the story that I've let myself live. So totally. And I think alongside that is like recognizing that sometimes it takes letting it build and letting it build and choosing it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again so that we get to the point of being exhausted by it so that we choose something else, you know? I mean, otherwise we wouldn't make the change. Yes. I totally agree. I was talking to one of my girlfriends the other day and I feel like this type of feeling could almost be attached to anything. Like she has been on and off, like talking to this guy, hooking up with this guy. She knows it's not going anywhere. She knows it's not good for her, yet she still indulges in it. Like we all know that feeling and story and guy and partner and whatever. Oh like God. we've all been there. Totally. And and she keeps doing it. And every few, you know, every few weeks or months, she's like, okay, I'm cutting it off. This is the time I'm cutting it off. And it's been about six months. And finally, like she even said to me, she was like, yeah, I'm just tired of like having the same conversation with all of my friends saying that I'm going to cut it off and even to myself. So like, she's like, I'm just exhausted by it because it's, it's like, you know, as a third party, like you can never, it's never like a third party that's going to come to you and like really let you see the light. Like, I feel like you have to go through it yourself and sometimes be like so exhausted with the story that you're telling that you're like, okay, now I see that a change needs to be made somewhere. Oof, so. this is the skin that we're shedding, right? Like this is the yeah. snake just like scooting its way out of that old flesh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah truly. It's like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So Oof. is there anything that you're, well, that is what you're choosing to um, leave behind in the new year is anywhere that you're not taking responsibility for your own happiness. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Curious if there's anything else, any other skins that you're wanting to proclaim the shedding. <sighs> endless, endless. Yeah. Um, ooh, I really want to be specific mm-hmm. and I feel like I worked on this in 2021, but 2022, I really just want to like see myself grow so much in this way, but I really want to shed letting fear guide decisions. Mm, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. What does that look like for you? Oh, so much. Um I think in this instance, um I know we mentioned it on the last episode, but um I've been working on a bigger vision for the well well for nearly seven months now and in 2021 there has been endless fear around if it succeeds if it fails if it something happens anywhere in between if I go completely broke and I would explore each of these avenues to the nth degree and being so scared of like any negative outcomes Um, and what that could look like to the point where there were moments where it's completely paralyzing. Like I just wouldn't make any decision and would just completely spin out in complete angst. Um, and I realized that, you know, while I think fear is sometimes healthy in a way that it can show, show you where you need to, to look or to go, 
I think that in these instances, it was prohibiting me from moving forward or taking a step in a direction. And so I really want to embrace like taking any step, whether it's to the side, whether it's forward, even if it's back, like it is okay. It's a step. Like I am moving, I am figuring it out and trusting myself that I think the trusting piece too is like leaning more on myself and trusting myself that I have the tools and the resources to figure it out. Um, So I think like that's a big thing. Like when I think about the business and the brand that I want to build, there's been a lot of fear wrapped up in that. Um, And so I think shedding that feels really exciting and like empowering for me. Mm, That's so beautiful and totally resonates. Just not, not staying stuck in anxiety over fear and indecision Mm -hmm. about, you know, taking steps. I think like that's been a big thing for me too, of just like, they say that, you know, (laughs) the worst place to to be is in the middle. You know, it's like, you can be at shore, Mm -hmm. you can be deep in the depths of the waves, but like the worst place to be is in the middle where the waves are just crashing and crashing and crashing and That's how I feel when I'm kind of like ruminating in that space of indecision. That's just like, okay, like, no, it's like, just, just move. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And also like, I think ultimately I fear of hitting this, you know, rock bottom of sorts or of hitting this complete failure status of whatever that means to anybody. You know, it's like, I feel like we all have different ideas of what failure means, but like, it's, it's ironic because every time I've looked back in my life that I felt like it was a rock bottom has come like the most growth coming out of that. Like I actually came up with the brand of the well, well from a rock bottom. Mm. So I'm also trying it. Like we talk about reframing and having a perspective of being like, okay, like I may hit a few rock bottoms this year or over the next few years And instead of having fear around it, you know, if that's where I find myself, like I will come back 10 times stronger or with 10 times more clarity or a different type of redirection that'll lead me in a path that feels more aligned. And so I think like whatever the worst case scenario is of like that you're fearing, it's like oftentimes I found that like that worst case ends up serving me in a really rewarding way. But of course, you can only really see that in hindsight. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Um, wow. I love the idea of that reframe. Even just like the reframe of what it means to be in rock bottom. Because I think I hit a rock bottom or two this year for sure. <laughs> Around like career and making choices yeah. and different things like that. And, and letting fear get in the way. All of this is super relevant. And you know, when you were talking and sharing about that reframe around the rock bottom, it really felt like instead of it being a rock bottom, this place that we go to and wallow in and get stuck in, letting it be this launching pad, because isn't that the truth that on the other side of any 
challenges, we propel ourselves radically into growth. And the only thing that keeps us stuck there is our own mental angst about it and being like, oh my God, I'm in a rock bottom. Yeah. If we keep saying that and creating that narrative, we're going to stay there. But instead being like, okay, I'm down. I'm like down in this well of creation to propel me further into where I want to go and going into it from a space of clarity. And yeah, I love that reframe. Yeah. And I think too, like it comes back to the responsibility piece is like, you're taking responsibility with the choice that you have, right? Like it is absolutely like when you hit a rock bottom, like feel the feelings, feel anger or frustration or sadness or grief or all of those things. And then also spend time that allows you of like, how do I want to take my next step? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? What is this showing me? Absolutely. What can I learn? Yeah. I'm curious, would you speak towards the rock bottom that you hit? And like, do you feel mm-hmm. like looking back on it now, did it point you in a different direction or give you a newfound sense of clarity? Wow. Yeah. I, (laughs) I've been avoiding really trying to make any sense out of this specific rock bottom because it felt so all encompassing and I didn't really know what to make of it, you know? And I think that it's kind of one of those things that we really don't know why things are happening until hindsight, until we look back Mm -hmm. later and see like, oh, right, that needed to die so that something else could be born. And I think that, you know, the, the rock bottom that I hit was really in that, in my coaching business. And it had nothing to do with anything that was going on outside of myself, but my own relationship to that work. And what had happened was I invested, um, over five figures in a coaching program earlier this year and had felt all of this kind of pressure to launch um, a new group program at the time was kind of planning out this really powerful program. And what had happened was it didn't really feel like the right time. It didn't, it didn't totally feel right, but I kind of kept going and kept pushing and um, until it just wasn't right. And so I couldn't go through with it. And so I kind of ended up in what I'm calling this rock bottom is that, you know, I had set out to play in a retreat and kind of like nobody really showed up and it all turned out to be exactly what I needed it to be. Um, I don't want to get us too lost in the story, but essentially really what had happened in this rock bottom for me was that I'd been like trying to create and trying to create and trying to create. And, um, I think I lost touch with my why and the impact that I really want to be at the root of all that I'm doing in that space. And I think that I'd felt kind of like, you know, some of the financial pressures having just invested in this program to now set out and create and gain clients from that space. And essentially it just didn't feel authentic for me Mm -hmm. to be going into that work from that perspective. And so I just dropped everything midair and just kind of checked out. 
And what it's grown into now is the stability that I've found through getting a job. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but just kind of like around um, maybe like the shame of having to have somebody else provide a sense of security um, or like having to get a job instead of just like being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur and being a freelancer. And I've been a freelancer and entrepreneur for years, but I'm not sure that it was actually ever fully serving me and my nervous system. And I think that's been one of the biggest takeaways that I'm walking out of 2021 with, you know, I kind of learned how much stability actually really feels good. And so that, um, rock bottom led to me getting a job where I am showing up to serve and support this beautiful family and their newborn baby. And it feels so good and the stability feels so good and the structure and all of it. And so I think that's really what the, what was on the other side of the rock bottom for me is, is now with a sense of stability, you know, I don't think that any of those dreams have died. I don't think that anything that I was setting out to create before is gone. I think that it will come back in a new iteration from this space of groundedness, ease, calm in my nervous system and I think it will be able to bloom so much bigger and brighter than it ever would have been able to had I created it when I was creating in the past does that make sense yeah 100 percent. yeah and I appreciate you sharing that because that's a very just vulnerable space to come from and also just like the expectation and pressure that you feel from like you mentioned a financial investment and also this pressure, I feel like this is a growing pressure and movement of being a badass entrepreneur or freelancer that's absolutely crushing it in coaching or what have you and realizing that that may not be the right step for you right now and that is okay. That you're actually craving more stability. Totally. And it's fascinating because in some ways it felt like, wow, I have found my purpose. This is the work I'm put on this earth to do. And really still had to go through a full deep dive analysis of what that entails and how important it is that I come from the clearest space possible. And if there's any drop of any minuscule amount of anything that doesn't feel clear, that's a no-go. Like I am not willing Mm. to show up in that space without the highest level of clarity. I love that. and it has me want to share this practice with you. Are you open to hearing about yes, this practice? Always. Great. 100%. <laughs> so this family that I'm caring for, they're actually like really radically powerful human beings, Garen Jones and Blair Jones. And they're both just badasses within the world of self-development and health and wellness. And they're actually powerful coaches and just some really inspiring people. And so the other day they were doing this practice and invited me to go into this practice with myself. And I find it to be a really awesome practice to kind of reassess where we've been at over the last year and kind of what we want to shift Mm -hmm. moving forward. And so really what this looks like is, you know, gathering a list of all of the key areas of your life. So 
maybe your career, marriage, family, finances, relationships, physical health, spirituality, mental health, creativity, adventure, fun. And then writing out this list of key areas and then going through and asking ourselves to rate and prioritize each of these key areas of our life. So what do I actually want to be my number one focus in life? And Mm. when we go through and list them out, um, you know, for example, this list is 11 key areas. When we go through and outline what actually do we want to be the main priorities, it's so powerful to see. Like I recognized when I was doing this that I was putting relationships first. And so I was able to really look back and be like, is that actually what I want to be my first priority? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was really prioritizing other people, all kinds of, all of my relationships. And kind of the second step to this is, you know, so you write out the list and then next to it, you have the number. So I'll have, you know, say that I want spirituality to be my number one focus. Then I'll put a number one next to it and then say that I want my physical health to be the second priority. Then I'll put a number two next to that. And then after going through and kind of recognizing the priorities, recognizing the health of each of those key areas. So on a scale of one to 10, how is my relationship with my family? And being really brutally honest on a scale of one to 10, how is my relationship to my finances? And so then we can kind of see what we want to prioritize and how it currently is showing up in our lives. And so, for example, my relationships were a 10 out of 10. My relationships are all thriving. My friendships, loverships, all the relationships. But do I actually want that to be a top focus? Or do I actually need to step into this year with more of a focus on my spirituality, my physical health, my own mental health, and then using that to pour into the other cups and then focusing on my finances and then focusing on creativity and allowing that creativity to then pour into my career and then allowing that fullness to then pour into my relationships. I was going to say like, I'm visualizing and my eyes are closed and I was visualizing it in my mind of what that would look like. And I feel like you said something so important that I want to just touch on is that the things that didn't make it to the top of your priority list doesn't mean that they weren't a priority, but rather the things that you did want to make the highest priority and put the most amount of effort in are going to eventually spill down onto the other categories or areas. Because like, okay, so the reason why I'm like visualizing this is because For me, relationships is really important, especially in relationship with my partner, Max. And I almost felt guilty for not feeling like that was number one. But what I realized, though, and I have seen this actually in the past few months, is that when I focus on myself and I focus on my career and I focus on my spiritual practices and I focus on my meditation and my physical exercise for my body. Like I am a better partner in human and just overall, just a, a better person to be around and how I show up in my relationship too. And so I feel like that's so important to think about that. I hadn't necessarily 
given too much consideration towards. And I'm, it is such a nice reframe to think about. Absolutely. I feel like yeah. the way that you just outlined that is exactly what it is that I'm realizing is that, you know, it's kind of like, have you ever seen those, those fun, like champagne towers where there's like one cup was, at the top? I literally was thinking that in my mind. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yes, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a champagne fountain where they're just spilling over into the next and then to the next into the next and it's all this like one foundation Mm -hmm. and this one like tower that makes up you know who you are I'm loving where we're going with this me too (laughs) and we have to fill our cup first and so like yeah yeah for me I think that top cup is spirituality and it's my connection to life itself because when that's out of sync like every aspect of my life is out of sync I don't Mm. I feel I'm like when I'm not connected to life or the universe or God or myself, I use all of those interchangeably. When I'm not connected to that, I go into lack mentality. I go into what's not working. I go into um, self-doubt. I'm not trusting myself. I'm not trusting life. I'm not trusting that things are working out. And it just has everything kind of just, it's like the whole system is, is missing it's circuitry or something like it's just not flowing. And so that top cup being spirituality for me and then flowing into physical health and mental health, because when I exercise, I feel sexy. I feel good. I can Mm. show up to my relationships in a way that is like ready to bring it, you know? And so, Um, And I think that's like an important thing too, is like, especially for people who are in long-term marriage or long-term relationships or marriages is like, how do we show up? How do we show up to the stadium? Like to the, to the game of my marriage feeling so full and overflowing? Like how can I come into the bedroom feeling sexy, you know, because that's what cultivates a really incredible sex life. God, we could like dedicate a whole episode to that. Yeah, um, we could. I'm curious, what is what is filling up your cup of spirituality look like? Mm, for me, I think like one of my favorite practices is talking to nature. <laughs> like I literally oh go out. <laughs> I go and walk into nature and talk to God and I hear a response. Oh. And I don't know if that's just my own subconscious kind of responding to me or what that response is, or if it's clear audience, you know, kind of the ability to hear Mm. whatever it is, if it's my intuition, like whatever that voice is, is everything to me. And it's a matter Mm. of listening to it and letting it guide every step of the way, because the more that I've grown to listen to that voice the more that I can trust it because every time that I choose to trust that voice blindly, it's always like radically serendipitous, you know, Yes. even if I'm just like, okay, spirit, like, yeah, essentially it's like conversations with God, conversations with myself, conversations with spirit that can look like journaling that can look like, um, Mm -hmm. meditating and getting quiet that can look like, um, talking to nature, but what it is, is like listening to that voice and choosing to connect with it. And I think we can also experience it with other people too. Um, 
but yeah, just kind of like that feeling of, you know, sometimes I practice this on my walks where I look around and I'm like, I zoom out from my own mind and I recognize like, oh, right. The same energy that is in me is in the trees. It's in the sky. It's in the birds. It's like just tuning into that interconnectedness and choosing to tune in and see life from that perspective allows it to flow more fully for me. I love that. And that's something I've actually always really struggled with is like seeing and feeling and, and like trusting the big picture and seeing that it's all connected and interconnected. Yeah. That's a big thing. And I, it is, I mean, I think that for me, the core of that is the belief that God or spirituality is separate from ourselves because when we actually just Mm -hmm. recognize that, oh, that power is within every single one of us and it's a matter of going inward to find it as opposed to going outward to find it, um, Mm -hmm. then I think that we can really tune in. It's actually the most simple thing in the entire world, but we've just been shown our entire lives that what we need is outside of us. Even within the world of spirituality, you know, most of us, if you were raised in any sort of religion, kind of shows that God is this entity that is outside of ourselves and that we need to kind of like pay respects to this thing that's outside of ourselves. But that to me kind of perpetuates the belief that anything we need is outside of ourselves when in reality, what I believe to be the truest form of spirituality is, is tuning in to that part inside of ourselves that is God that is life, that is spirit, that is universe, that is our intuition, whatever it is. But it's just tuning into that quiet space of deep knowing and peace and emptiness within ourselves. Yes. I have been working so hard on tuning into my own intuition over the past, I would say like two years, which feels almost embarrassing to say because I'm 29 and I'm like how is it at 27 I'm just learning to now understand what it's like to get in touch and like heed guidance from my intuition and you know I did I, I grew up and I still fall into patterns of seeking outside counsel from individuals outside of myself And like you said, I think it's so normal Mm -hmm. um, to seek authority in certain instances, to look outside, to get the answers. I mean, like Google is my best friend for all things. (laughs) Totally. totally. (laughs) But I mean, in in all seriousness, like a lot of the work that I've done and, you know, kind of circling it back to the the building the brand of the well well like that was all intuition led Mm. which was the first time that I've ever moved in that direction based on my guidance from my intuition so it is it is incredibly powerful and really transformative but I also think is a muscle and requires practice because I can tell like if I don't practice or get in touch or get in tune or do you know the things that I know help me connect a little bit more I feel very like cloudy and frazzled and chaotic you know so 
Yeah. So totally. True. It's so true. And I love that you shared that it feels somewhat embarrassing to be just cultivating this over the last two years coming up on 29. And I can relate to that. And also just recognizing that like we came into this world being connected to that and then life taught mm-hmm. us to go against it with every drop of influence from the outside world. You know, it's like this, it's such an interesting thing, kind of the ways that we were programmed or shown that we should turn off our intuition. And I think just from like little kids growing up all the way going into, you know, choosing what to do with our lives when we turn 18, it's like, it's all kind of shut down and shown like, oh, you need to go over here because that's what everyone else is doing as opposed to like, hey, little one, listen inside. What what is actually guiding you? What is actually pulling you? And, you know, so it's a funny thing to be just now kind of like uncovering this mystical tool inside of ourselves, but it's also amazing to recognize like we're 29 and we are working with this and letting it guide our lives. And some people live their whole lives and never fully recognize that this is a muscle that they can start to flex and let it guide. Yeah. Cause it's so it's like the most powerful guiding force ever. So yeah, spirituality is the top cup for me. <laughs> Circling it back to Full the champagne circle. Full circle. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And I definitely want to take that with me as well. And I think too, like when I think about it, I was going to say for this next year, career felt highest priority to me. Mm. But then I dug a little bit deeper and I'm like, well, how am I like showing up in my career? And when I say career, I'm thinking really like of building out the well, well, like that is the biggest priority for me this year. Mm-hmm. And like when you were giving the examples, I'm like, well, what does that even look like showing up in that? Like, how am I even showing up and digging a layer deeper? It's like, yeah, no, that's feeling really clear and connected and grounded and decisions are coming from a very grounded place that they're not coming from a fearful place they're not coming from a place that doesn't feel true and authentic and so really it it does come back to spirituality for me as well which is really fascinating because I didn't I didn't go that layer deep on the first round when I was like thinking about it so I appreciate you sharing that totally I can fully relate to that like I thought that career was going to be like one of my top ones and then when I really started thinking about it it was like oh okay, spirituality. And then I need to feel physically good so that Mm -hmm. I can show up. And then my mental health, if I'm not in a happy, like kind of, you know, clear space, I can't do shit. So career's like number nine. (laughs) Yeah. Even though it's like the most important thing in my life right now in this phase or in this season of life, it actually is. Because, you know, one thing that really surprised me when I was doing this list was that I think like number four, it was like spirituality, physical health, mental health. And then number four was like creativity. And I was so shocked by that because typically it's mm-hmm. always been like one of those things at the end. Like if I have any time and space to like entertain this luxurious little thing like creativity, yeah. but it's actually like 
oh my gosh, if I want to cultivate a career that excites me, my creativity has to be exuding. It has to be overflowing yes. into yes. The, create, the career space. Yeah, it's so true. And I do, I think like depending on, you know, the conditioning that I feel like I walk this fine line of like depending on the conditioning mm. that you were brought up with, but also in the same vein, like again, like taking responsibility, like I do not have to subscribe to that belief because what I was about to say was that I did not grow up feeling like I was a creative person. I, there are still moments where I don't feel like I'm creative. Like I'm not that person who paints. Like I'm not that person who draws. Like I do not do photography or like whatever creative element. I just never felt like that was for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's never going to be for you if that's what you believe, you know? So yeah. I love yeah. that. Isn't that the so, truth? Oh my yeah. gosh. I also feel like we have this belief in our society that creativity has to look like you're just like covered in paints all over your body. <laughs> when in reality, like building business is creative and like the way that we cook a meal yes. can be creative and the way that we dress yes. ourselves can be creative and like our mental process can be creative and like what is creativity actually and maybe that's a whole other podcast (laughs) even oh gosh like even redefining what creativity means to you because I did realize I'm like yeah I, I I don't feel rejuvenated from drawing or watercoloring or like what the typical things of like creativity that you'd naturally think of but for me actually it's this podcast like that is creativity for me and so I think reframing it too, because I didn't realize that this filled up my creativity cup, um, actually until like a few months after I actually started it. And I'm like, God, I always feel so like light and fulfilled after I finish these episodes. And I just, yeah, I'd never thought about it in that way before. So I completely agree with what you said. Oh my God. That actually almost brings me to tears because I feel the same way. I'm like, wow, this so, is the yeah. coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> but also like there was so, and I, I feel like you can also resonate with this that, and I know I mentioned this in the last episode, there was so much fear stopping me from doing this. And it's like, what a shame to have almost let that happen. Mm. You know, what a shame for fear to have almost like totally taken over to where I never took the step to start it. Um, and I know you had, had an interest in starting one for a long time and so happy we joined forces, but like, thank God for your intuition, girl. (laughs) Yeah, truly. Like, and so I don't know, it's, it's so fascinating to see like, you know, not to fully tie it back to the fear, but like thinking about how many things, how many different ways has your life looked when you decided that fear wasn't going to take the center stage, you know? So yeah, I know we're like nearing time, but I want to see if you have any other thoughts or feelings or I don't know, just any last, any last tidbits. Yeah. It sounds like what we're closing out this year with is shedding the skin of letting fear get in our way and also just opening ourselves to stability and organized abundance and clarity and self-nourishment before we fill any other cups. Mm -hmm. And it feels really good. Like 
This feels like the perfect energy to be walking into 2022, walking into our yes. 30th year. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Ugh. I, it's going to be such a good year and I don't even care what shit happens. Like it doesn't even matter. I'm no, like, yeah, if I, yeah, it's just, I, I am going to, I am going to give everything I have to this year. Just being like feeling the most joyous, the most blessed, the most grateful because that's what I want. So I'm going to make it happen. I love that. Something just came up so strong for me, and it was one of the biggest lessons that I learned in 2021. And it was that, you know, when we set out to do anything, it's not about the energy that we want to get from it, but it's about the energy that we started with. And Mm -hmm. I think we're just, you know... I think that's so telling for exactly what you just said around it doesn't even matter what happens on the outside because when we come from a place of peace, then everything is filtered through that lens. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that was one of the biggest things that I had realized during my um, so-called uh, rock bottom was that, you know, if and when I'm stepping into coaching or if and when I'm stepping into any creative endeavor or anything at all, a relationship, anything, it's the energy that I'm coming from that matters more than anything because it's going to dictate the entire outcome of all of it. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, girl. I didn't think that today could get any better and it really just did. (laughs) Like this is such the, like it was such a perfect way to end the first day of the new year. Um, And so uh, thank you as always just for your inspiration and insight and authenticity. You are the best. You're the best girl. Gosh, I'm so lit up about this. I couldn't agree more. This is overflowing my cup. (sighs) So should we close out with an intention? We shall. Okay, beautiful. All right, closing our eyes, taking a big, deep breath, opening our hearts, inhaling, and exhaling with a sigh, letting out anything from this past year, just letting it drip away from our bodies, melting back into the earth to be recycled, and allowing ourselves to walk into this world with this new sense of space that we've created today in our time together, this refreshed optimism, allowing us to walk into this world through a mindset of peace. And just want to take a moment to send out gratitude for every single soul who is here listening. Uh, Thank you for being with us and thank you for taking this time out of your life to continue to expand in all the ways that enrich your soul so that you can go out into this world and make it a more harmonious and peaceful place. (sighs) Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, life. What a beautiful journey that we get to go on together. And with this intention, our session today is closed Mm. thank you thank you kelly and we'll see everyone next week thank you so much for joining where did they find us 
Ooh. I was like so blissed out. I was like, I'm <laughs> ready. Um, yeah. So you can find us on Well Well Podcast. Also have a new gram going up for Well Well Co. Um, that'll be announced later this month of the new exciting release of the business. Um, yeah, but Bailey, if they want to connect exclusively with you, how do they find you? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm on Instagram doing all the wild and weird and interesting things at Bailey Amber. <laughs> things are interesting over there. Um, and then, yeah. I just want- <laughs> oh, I just going to say like, I don't even follow me. Just follow Bailey. She'll give you, <laughs> she will just make you feel like so in touch with yourself and your femininity. And I just like watch your videos and I'm like, I was like, Max, watch this. Like, <laughs> she just looks so in her element. I was like, I just want to embrace all of this, like you dancing and like just all of it. I love it. I love every single bit of it. So yes, follow Bailey. <laughs> I'm blushing first so big right now. <laughs> first and foremost. Oh, I'm like your number one fan. I love that so much. Truly. Oh, you're the best. Wow. I'm so excited for all this to come with you, Kelly, and the well well. And for all of y'all who are listening, big shit is happening soon so stay tuned stay listening and stay open thank you so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed today's episode as this is a fully self-funded podcast any love and support you can show by leaving a review on apple podcasts would be so greatly appreciated to connect and stay in the loop please follow along through Instagram on Well Well Podcast. Until next time.